Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We're heading right to my first caller today, who is Joey from New York City. Joey, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you joining, and I'm uh, excited to hear what challenging conversation or sensitive situation is on your mind. Sure. So I actually have an offer um, at another company that I really want to work for. I'm really excited about the, the company, but the role of the company I'm not that excited about. So wondering how, you know, how best to, to manage that situation. And if I do decide to switch jobs, uh, how to manage not burning any bridges at my current firm. Ooh, great one. Great one. First off, huge congratulations. This is not the easiest environment to make switches. So great job to have an offer. Kudos. So can you say a little bit more? You like the offer, the job. Just give me a little bit of um, context for you know what works, what doesn't work, what you'd like to have happen. Sure. Um, so I'm pretty happy in my current role um, and my current firm. However, this offer is at a very well-known, prestigious company that I think would be a great learning opportunity just to kind of learn from the best in the business. Um, but the actual role itself isn't as uh, client-facing, I guess, as my current role. So I think it would take me a few more years to get in front of uh, the clients at that you know, more prestigious firm. Um, so wondering if it, if it makes sense to make to make the jump, even though it's, Great. you know. Okay, yeah, uh, that's really, yeah. That, that's helpful. That's helpful. Um, so I guess a question I have is um, the current role, are you, you know, I guess it's not as great. Is it unexciting? Like, do you feel like you can excel at it and you would you be excited to do the job, Joey? At my current role, yes, I think I, I am definitely excited about it. I think I've, I've definitely had you know a lot of growth opportunities, um, so not unhappy in my current role. And in the new one, if you went to this new role, would you be excited to to crush it? Definitely, I think that the company um, is very well known. Um, I would definitely be excited to crush it from day one, learn from the best in the business, um, and just have be on a great trajectory in my career. Cool. So then have you chatted with folks to just set expectations as a big thing, right? And so have you chatted with them um, and with people who say, look, if we do X, Y, or Z, what's the career progression like? Not guaranteed, of course, because you have to perform. Do you feel like you've got good visibility that when folks perform at certain levels, they'll continue to grow to the client facing that it seems like you would like? Yes. I do feel like that. I, however, it will take longer. I don't have an exact, exact timeline for you, but I think it will take longer at this current company or at this next company compared to my current company. Okay. And so is, you know, I guess that's just a, an area to, to unpack. If it takes longer, what's that mean for you? You know, are you someone who's going to get like annoyed? Not that you can forecast, but I, th- you know, I, I think if it's, if someone said to you, look at Joey, you know, this is great. I think it's probably a three year Great. If it's if it's four or five, I mean, just understanding how you would would react to it is you can't control that part. But it's about saying, would I be okay? You know, and I and I I'm not sure how compensation is tied to that or not, or to what extent that matters for you as well. Understand? Yeah, I think that I do need to um, have more conversations with with maybe more junior people on the team to hear kind of what. Um, their experience has been at the company and on team as well. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I want to offer, which is for everyone listening, when we interview, we want them to love us. Of course we want them to love us. It's a huge opportunity for the applicant to be interviewing the organization. It's got to be a mutual fit. So if there's anything in your mind that you're not quite clear on, which is totally normal because it's a completely new environment, 
know that you're empowered to ask the questions. And sometimes people are like, well, how do I ask? So this is so great because they want it to be a great fit for you too. No one wants to bring in someone, right? Spend the effort and money to bring someone in that isn't going to be a long-term fit. So chances to say, ah, so great. I've been interviewing. One of the things I realized is I would really love to talk to some folks who are in my shoes to appreciate what the journey is, things they, you know, might have learned done differently so that, right, I have great expectations and, 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 and really feel like I can do my best here. So there's kind of a win-win in the more calls as opposed to, well, you know, could I talk to some more people? I'm not really sure, you know. So, so does that make sense for you? Like kind of the energy that you bring is all about, I want to make sure that this is really, um, you know, a mutual win. Yeah, and to do yeah. that, Right, I would greatly appreciate talking to. So I just pause for a moment. How's that landing for you? Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds great. Uh, I, yeah, I appreciate your uh, your insight. And then when you're talking to different folks, I'm not. I mean, one of the there's many things I do not do well, Joey. One of them is I I am actually a pretty good interviewer. <laughs> so the ability to go in and I just offer this to folks listening. You know, when you're in an organization, you have a a set of questions that just a few that you ask everyone, right? The same sort of thing, just to start to build a picture of what the culture is like. Um, obviously, each person's different, but you, you start to create, um, you know, your own view. One of my favorites, um, and you may have already asked this, is just, hey, you know, if, if you were, you know, king of the hill for a day, what's one thing you would change about the firm or the company? Um, a certain set of things that help, you know, I think, think of yourself as a, a leader in the company. Like, what would you want to know and own that? Understanding you're coming in at whatever level you're coming in. So I'm not asking people to be, you know, arrogant or presume they're somewhere they're not. But I think as organizations bring in, um, you know, earlier in career people, they want to take most advantage of them. And so being new, not having all the answers, not having seen it done a certain way is a real advantage. And I just want to encourage all the folks who are newer in career to realize that's a huge asset. You know, you, 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 want, to, you want to bring that in and to take full advantage of it. Um, question that you love offer. I know they're very prestigious and it can be a bit kind of intimidating. Like, oh my God, I have to take it because it's prestigious. So I just want to encourage stepping back and, and if there's anything that you're a little concerned with, Right, that you bring it up and not because they're so great, I'm just going to let that go. And I'm not saying there is anything, but is there anything that, you know, otherwise isn't perfect about them? Because it's now is the time as you're in these early negotiations to bring it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely early in the process. So um, I think there's definitely still time to ask questions and I will make sure to do so. Great. And so I just want to hold this whole energy thing. When you go in with questions, questions are awesome. So just really that stance of here you are, you're interested. When people ask more questions, it shows we're interested. And having really thought through the questions, you know, to me, that says a lot from people. When people are like, well, I don't have any questions. Like, you don't have any questions? So I just want to encourage going through and thinking about things that are, you know, that are, um, that are thoughtful, I guess I would say. Great. Appreciate okay. that. Do you have a top takeaway from our chat, Joey? Yeah, I think I think what you just said is don't be afraid to ask questions. I think during the interview process, some people can kind of, you know, be afraid to ask the tough questions. But you know, it's a, it's you know, they want it to work out right. It's, I'm interviewing them just as much they're interviewing me. They want it to be a, a good fit and for the long term. So, um, I want to make sure you know I'm happy as well as they're happy. That's great. Empowered. Uh, you know how to reach me. If I can be of more help, you let me know. And otherwise, I'm going to wish you well. Good luck on this. And I thank you for being part of the solution. You take good care. Ah, right. oh, It's great to see young people. Okay. Before my next caller, I do want to invite folks, if you're listening and there's a question that's come up for you, the number is 866 866- Four seven two five seven nine zero, and internationally you can call Collect Country Code One Four Eight Zero Three Nine Eight Three Three Five Two. A reminder: There's more help for folks at SayItSkillfully.com, my website. Um, and then one more thing: I was asked about personal development. 
and someone was very keen on personal growth. And I thought of one very high impact book from my friend and a CEO, Bob Glazer, who um, he covers four key areas that we develop our emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual capacities. And, you know, Bob run the company. So I love how he's no nonsense, super practical especially at the start of the year, you might this, find this inspiring and useful. It's called Elevate, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others. And I think on the title, it'll say Robert Glazer. Okay. Okay. Now I am thrilled to welcome to the show, Brett from New Jersey. Brett, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me as well. I am delighted that we're chatting, and what conversation is on your mind? How can I help you? So I think for me, uh, one thing that's popped up um, in my organization, um, there's been a change in report structure, which which happens, and and that's okay. Um, I'm reporting now to a gentleman who has a ton of knowledge about the business, um, which I am somewhat new to, um, but... The, he heads up our business development, which he doesn't have that much, I guess, experience with, where I actually have more experience in that area. So for me, I guess the challenge is understanding how to navigate through that process without stepping on someone's toes, being respectful, you know, that I have to report to this person. I'm all about team environment. And so I guess if things come up where I know what to do next and the on that line because he doesn't have that type of experience. How would I navigate through possible conversations that might come up without, you know, being rude or, or unprofessional in that regard? Love this. Thank you for bringing it up. And this is a great opportunity when you're starting in a new reporting relationship um, to be proactive. So I love this opportunity. Question for you, Brett. What's your um, work relationship with this person prior? I mean, do you know them well in the company? Are they new to the company? A little bit of context would help me. No, they are not new to the company. They've been with the company for a long time. And he pretty much oversaw this division that I was brought in to help manage the front end of the business. So business development, uh, managing, you know, reps uh, throughout the country, so our involvement together is fairly new. I just started uh, last uh, February. Can't believe it's almost been a year. So the relationship is good, um, but you know, I just want to prepare myself now that this has changed. I reported to operations manager for our corporation, not just this division. And again, now that structure has changed. So um, for me, I, I just want to make sure that proper steps are there. Is there anything I could trip up on? Uh, like I said, I want to maintain professionalism and, you know, grow as a team. So I know I'm only for about a year. Okay. That's fantastic. Okay. So I'll just give a couple, one idea more proactively and then one in the moment just to, to provide okay. some, some ideas for you. Right. So we'll talk it through. So I, a, uh, a chance when we're starting a new relationship is just being transparent about, hey, it's a new relationship. I know you've worked at the company a long time and we've had the pleasure of working together for X year, right? So just putting it out there, yep. positive. You know, one thing I, you know, want to be able to contribute my absolute fullest for the company. You know, I've been here X number of years. And one of the areas I think would be helpful is just to share, you know, some of the, the areas of expertise I might have um, that you might have so that we're both on the same page about how to best leverage our assets and how we can best partner. So you think of it as a partnership, not intimidating, not assuming they don't know anything about anything, right? This particular area, that's your experience. Your experiences, your reality is you're more experienced in this. You're, that could be absolutely right, but we don't necessarily know what they think until they say it. So just having a chance to put that out on the table and I would use it as a chance because this person you're reporting to, one of the things I want to do, I want to grow in these areas. So you're starting to have a nice dialogue about what good looks like, areas you're working on, what kind of help you, he might, he or she might need from you, you might be able to provide them. And then I think that lands a starting point. Great. What I'm taking away is X, Y, Z. And then it gives you a chance in a few months to loop back and 
and checkpoint on that. So that I would offer as just a, a more proactive stance. So let me pause there. How's that okay. landing for you? Okay, good. I like it. Okay, so that's, and again, if I'm the boss, I'm like, hey, look at this guy. He's like coming in. He's really proactive. He wants to be, you know, right, right, super. So now let's say, let's come up with a situation, just give me a little more, where you might be, let's say, in a meeting, and there, it might be your domain expertise, and you're worried about stepping into it. Just create a scenario where that might be happening for me. Yeah, I don't know if it will necessarily have to be in a meeting environment, but I do know that, um, you know, from my position, just as an example, right, starting the new year, uh, and, and before the end of the year, we missed a few meetings after we had gone through this change, which was late last year. And so far for me, I have organized thoughts, and I know that it's a new year, there's large expectations, and for me... I'm starting to sense a little frustration that I've already jumped out in front of it before the end of the year to sew everything up, set the stage for the next year, and hit the ground running. And we're just going to have our first meeting today. So I guess that would be the scenario that I that I could relate to right now and that, you know, the approach is, is not as urgent as I think it should be because time goes by so fast. And on the front end of the business, it's so important to get out there and get these opportunities and, and have some structure. And I don't quite see that um, so far. So I'm very mindful of that. So I've got like an internal clock that's ticking and um, I'm getting a little anxious. So I don't want that to get in the way of my communication either. Yeah. Okay. This is so um, helpful to get that. And I think a lot of folks, I hear this a lot. People don't have sense of urgency, right? <laughs> like, come on, I can see it. Yeah. You see this big gaping hole, like, where where are we? So I think this is a real opportunity yeah. to be proactive and reset beginning of the year um, and create, I would call this shared reality around what, you know, what's the appropriate level of urgency for us. Brett might think A and someone else thinks B and someone else thinks C. And it's really hard to have all the, you know, ducks in a row and all the cylinders cranking if you're just not even agreeing on that. So I think it's a great opportunity to say, you know, we're starting out this year and I think it'd be really great if we're on the same page about our priorities and what great looks like. What do people think, right? And say, let me just, I'll I'll throw some things out as a starting point. I welcome folks' ideas and you might say, here's some opportunities and this this aspiration of, I love us to look like heroes in second quarter, right? Or the end of first quarter, we've done X, Y, or Z. What do you think? Oh, and people are nodding their heads. Great, let's back it out. And be the one who's just proactive. You're not saying, here's the answer, but you're starting to ask questions. What do we think? And you might say, I'll offer right. a point of view, right? And you can say, I'll offer a point of view. It doesn't have to be, my point of view is, there's nothing wrong saying my point of view is, but you can kind of keep things a little bit neutral by just putting it out there saying what serves all of us, what serves a whole company. And when you're the person taking that high road, right? It, it's not as if yep. Brett wants it his way. <laughs> you know, he wants to move faster. It's like, look, yeah. I got other things to do. <laughs> it's not a personal <laughs> thing. I'm kind of laughing. Yeah. You, see, you see where I'm going with this? I do. Yes, of course. Thank you. Okay. So how does that feel like something in, I don't know, the group of, you know, how you folks work on this? Is it a meeting situation? Is it something where you go one-to-one? Share with me how you might actually make that happen. Well, it could be a combination, I guess. So I'm going to have to balance that, right? Because you do communicate one-on-one and you do communicate as a team. So with some of the pointers that you pointed out, I'm just going to have to apply those. Um, I think, and just be careful navigating, like you said, and offer my suggestions and, and opinions. Um, I don't think it will be anything horrible. I just want to make sure, and that's why I really enjoy and thank you again for, for having a, a voice on the show, to be able to try to articulate that and then get that feedback on someone else's perspective. And you're right, it's not about me. It's, it's In my mind, it's about the team, but you know, I want to make sure that I'm interacting properly. So for the most part, it will be a combination of both. Um, but I like the idea of just offering a point of view. Here it is. Take it or leave it um, and just move forward. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm curious because how long have you been at the company, Brett? 
Um, I started uh, with this company in February of last year. Okay. So right it's prior to COVID hitting. Yeah. So this is all relatively newish um, for you. Yes. And, you know, we all know this has just been like an insane <laughs> experience in work. Yeah. Right. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm wondering how, as a newish person, um, you might also, you know, be a driver for even more positive change in how the team works. Yep. And, you know, because, you know, are you all remote? How, how is your work? Um, so we setting? focus only on military and DOD work for this division. Um, so the factory is open and running because we're essential. Um, and there's obviously challenges there. Um, but for the most part, we are remote. Um, I'm remote, right? Can't travel and visit customers like you normally would. Um, so, and, and I do know that from my corporate structure and other new people that have brought in, have been brought into this division have the same mindset as me and that we do, we want to change, we want to make it better. Um, and so the good thing is because I am new, you're first, you have to prove yourself, right? Um, two, while you're doing that, you have to learn the business as quickly as possible, um, and then three is to where I'm at now, right? So I've already accomplished one and two. I think I've been able to demonstrate to separate entities within the company um, that I can do my job, that I'm on the same mindset is the way that the company wants to go. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, again, I just wanted to make sure in this new organization that, you know, I don't overstep my bounds, but that I keep the ball moving forward. Yeah, that's really terrific. I appreciate Which ultimately the, is my job. Yeah, I appreciate the groundwork that you've laid there. And then, you know, I'm I'm mindful of folks, you know, a number of folks I know have switched jobs. They've never actually met the people, right? So it's it's a it can be a bit yeah. edgy and a bit vulnerable, right? Because you're not really you're like, Am I sure? How am I really doing? <laughs> you know, and like it seems like it's good. Right. People are smiling at me at the Zoom. Um, so maybe we spend a little bit of time. I think the ability for any anyone, right, doesn't have to be the leader, to just clarify, hey, where are we going? What's great look like is a really important opportunity, right? Because I think it can be like, let me just do what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, things can shift pretty quickly. So I think being proactive about understanding what great looks like um, and the aspiration is really important. And then the feedback loop of what great looks like and working it through. And, and I have compassion for leaders because there's oftentimes it's, there's a lot. They're running the business. They've got the people matters are kind of never ending. So sometimes leaders don't have as much habit about loop, looping back with their folks to stay in sync yeah. about performance. And they may not be super happy but they're not necessarily sharing that they're not super happy, okay? And because it's, it's not a disaster, it's not a nightmare, it's the job's getting done, but it maybe isn't being as done in, in a way that could be as effective. And so, again, we would want to get that input, but sometimes it's not coming to us. So I want to encourage skillfully reaching out to make sure that, hey, we're on the same page. Here I am, I'm happy to work, you know, however, whatever I need to do, and, and invite the kind of feedback from folks. So let me just pause there. I'm wondering how much you have had a chance to do that, what you think about doing that. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think it's very important that in a team structure that everybody is on the same page and we're utilizing everybody's greatest assets, right? Albeit different, that's what makes a good team. Not the same similarities, but differences, I guess, in that regard. So, um yeah, I, I, I will I will continue to do that and make sure you're right. I mean, sometimes, you know, there's different personalities, right? And it's getting to know those personalities, which help you navigate conversation and, and, and from my experience. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it can be difficult because some people don't voice or aren't of the same personality that you automatically just assume. So I think that's a really important point to make sure that there's clear communication 
and making sure that am I doing exactly what you're anticipating or expecting. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah, and I'll just throw some lines in there that just to open it up because, again, I think people can can be feel a little scary. So, you know, we, I'd love to just do a, 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 a sync on how the project went and, you know, yeah. what went well, what didn't go well. You can do it a little more structured um, and offer. Some people say, well, you know, I'd like feedback. And that's kind of sort of really open, <laughs> open-ended. So it can be hard for the person to help give you constructive input, right? Some people are really great at this. Other folks just need a little encouraging. So it can be, you know, I, I worked at this certain way. And um, if there's one thing I could have done that would have been more effective or more helpful or whatever, what would it be? So it's not about it was done wrong, right? So you're inviting someone to, to comment. Well, I can't think of anything great. Can I come back to you? And the notion is not putting them on the spot, just saying, hey, I know that I want to continually improve. And so I'm really welcoming any thoughts about how I might do that. So it sends a, a message about you as a growth person. And, and I think that yeah. that's, you know, as a leader, you know, we're always open when, when people are willing to learn. And if something didn't go well, that they own it and then they tell me what you learned and then they move on, right? Sure, right. Awesome. Yep. I, I just one one thing I know you you plugged a, a book too, and and I'm just starting a book that I thought might be helpful in this situation. It was written by Trey Gowdy, um, and uh, it's called "Doesn't Hurt to Ask," and I thought it was really appropriate. It's kind of going along the lines, uh, Molly, of what you're saying and what you're talking about, and it's and it's a way to ask questions to possibly persuade someone not to force your ideas or your opinion, but uh, it's just different technique. And it's, I, I thought it's quite interesting. So I wanted to share that as well. Oh, thanks. How do I spell the author's name? Uh, uh, Trey Gowdy. So it's T-R-E-Y Gowdy, G-O-W-D-Y. Oh, fantastic. I hadn't heard about it. I love it. Thank you for that. So I appreciate your calling yeah, in. That's been super. Do you have a top takeaway from our little chat, Brett? Yeah, no, from, you know, the proactive. I think that's more my personality, I guess. So, you know, it's to, you know, elevate, uh, you know, the situation in a positive way, uh, being transparent, um, you know, to be able to share, to be a partner, and just to understand the expectations. So those, those are my takeaways that I wrote down. So thank you very much. Really appreciate that. I appreciate you. I am cheering for you. You know how to reach me. I thank appreciate you. all your support of Say It Skillfully and being part of the solution. Brett, you take good care. Okay, I have a couple scenarios lined up. And the first one I was asked is, what do you do when uh, people, could be your boss, colleague, are underestimating you at work? You know, how do you handle that? So um, the first thing is always what's going on within. It can come, you know, you can create this like, oh, I can't believe it, annoyance. I can't believe they don't think I can do that or how dare they. All valid, all valid. So my first thing would just be just looking within and saying, how is this making you feel? Some people actually are very motivated. When someone says, I can't do it, they're just like rise to the occasion. They love it. So that brings out the best in them. And if that's you, awesome, right? For others of folks, it can be uh, a situation where you're getting in your own way. And that's not very useful. So the first thing is, hey, if, I, if someone's underestimating me, what, what might I have done, even if it's just 2%, that might have set up a little bit of doubt for the person? I'm not saying you're bad or wrong, just offering to think about, huh, maybe I wasn't coming across as confident as I think I am. So I think that's a real note to self. And it's a really important self-awareness. I learned this the really hard way where I'm thinking, how can people think of this about me? And I'm, it's because, Molly, you telegraphed it. So just having a, getting, getting in good relationship with oneself, but what, one, what you want to have happen is huge. And then I think there's two angles. One is actually talking to the person. I think the first thing is to say, you know what, let me just 
show what great looks like and go out and do the job and come back and loop back with someone and see how they're doing. Not in an arrogant, you know, edgy way, but go, go perform and then see how it goes. So that's one way, which is not to, to interact with a person, but just say, you know what, let me just go do this. Come back, hey, how'd it go? And if the person's pleasantly surprised, hey, that's great. And you just keep doing it. So that's a way to build reputation and just, you know, um, do the work. The loop back is important. If you've done the work, don't just assume. People will know. And, the, you know, to, to skillfully bring it up, hey, how was that done? Was it done in a way that, that uh, met what you thought, et cetera, and get, get credit for that. Separately, if you really feel that someone is underestimating you that, and, and it's really holding you back, then it's about the transparency of this is how you feel without coming across in a week sort of way. And let's just say the, let's say it's your boss and you feel like your boss, Sally, is underestimating you. You know, Sally, I just have I've loved working for you. I've learned a lot. Um, I'm at a point, though, where I, I have a bit of frustration and I'd really appreciate the chance to talk with you. So neutral, you're, you're in a um, proactive stance, right? Sally says, okay, great. So Sally, I noticed X and you need to be able to articulate what it is that, you, that, that, that is being said or done where you feel underestimated, okay? And I know this may seem hard, but you have to think about what, it, what was it about what Sally did where you felt underestimated. And that's so important because you need to realize, am I underestimating myself or is Sally actually underestimating me? So when you're able to be clear about a behavior or words or situation, then you can just be transparent. Well, you know, Sally... When you said X, Y, Z, right, this is how it landed for me. Pause and just see what Sally says. Because I doubt very highly that most bosses are trying to underestimate their employees and make them feel bad. Remember that. They're not trying to do that. And then you might have a situation where, oh, oh my gosh, I did not realize that that was the impact, that that's not what I wanted. And then, great. And so, Sally, in the future, if that happens, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to bring it up right then and there so that we can talk about it. Sally looks at you and, you know, it's like, this is so great that we're having this conversation. When there are issues with relationships and you work them through, guess what? The brilliant thing is you make them stronger. So, here's a real opportunity. So, I just want to encourage if there are things that are seemingly little things in relationships, if you can go and work through those, it'll really strengthen the relationship. And that's really the core of how we do great work. Okay, so I appreciate that um, situation. I hope that's helpful. My second thing, and this is a bit of an edgy topic, so I wanted to bring it up, not to solve for it, but just to give folks some different ideas. Um, and it is around diversity. So there's a lot of emotion, and um, it's not an objective right or wrong situation, right? And we just have to all appreciate People have very different experiences of a similar situation. And it can be very hard not to react when something seems so obvious to you. I can't believe someone was so disrespectful. People have different definitions of respect. And it's, it's something should be more black and white, we would say, but lots of times they're not. So I just want to encourage folks to really take a deep breath um, it takes some patience. It takes compassion. It may seem so obvious to you. And the other person, you know, unless they're really evil, so I'm going to take away evil people, they're not, they're not trying to be bad people. And, and this is really hard. In the work setting, um, a professional setting, I think one way that might be helpful when this diversity topic comes up is just saying, hey, you know, are, are we thinking about this as a zero-sum game? Meaning... One, one team wins, one person wins, the other person loses. And, and I think people obviously generally don't go in, let's make it a zero-sum game. The behaviors and words that I often hear um, would indicate to me people feel like it's a win-lose. Again, not here to solve it necessarily, but just asking that question can be a way for the group to think about how do we want to handle this. Um, and here's some, some examples. I think the the idea of transparency of what's going on for the different groups. You have an underrepresented group. Let's just say it's 
the women, right? So now we're over, we're we're talking about the women. The women are great. This is fabulous. And I think it's spectacular. In doing so, have we over pivoted and maybe disregarded men? I'm not saying a right or wrong, but I think the voice is to say, hey, just we want to make sure that we're really helping everyone to thrive. It isn't about one or the other. It's about all of us and and. And I think the idea I've... um, been talking to some folks about the interviewing and the frustration on interviewing panels. And this is the deal. You know, obviously the optics do matter and you want to show that we are diverse and, and it does matter. It does mean people need to be competent. And I would say an opportunity is to perhaps redefine best. Okay. So best may be in some cases the absolute best programmer on the planet. Green, purple, yellow, we have to have that. Now, in some cases, there's a band. So let's make sure we have the right level of capability. Um, but perhaps a candidate brings in a diversity in terms of their uh, life experience. They grew up in, in Africa. They were a refugee. They came over. There's a, a way that they learn to live and appreciate cultures that's really going to help balance our team. So having people appreciate that we're going to define best in a way that serves the organization can make it less about picking one group over another. And, and it's just, it's very hard when it gets to that level. Um, I also think the, the cognitive diversity, how people think through issues, that's another opportunity. So broadly thinking about the people, places, ideas, and experiences that people bring, not just perhaps the obvious level of diversity. Um, I know this is not something that is solved overnight, I think the more that people lean into the conversation. So if you feel a group is being marginalized, um, raise it in an open-ended question. Assume positive intent. We would never want to do that. And once we get transparency, then as a group, folks can work with it. Okay. So I'm hoping that that provides, you know, some different ways to think about it. And I welcome folks' thoughts. And I am thrilled now to move to... Uh, Heidi from Atlanta. Heidi, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Oh, thank you so much for talking to me, Molly. So uh, what conversations on your mind, Heidi? Uh, I had an interesting call a couple weeks ago, and and it's been on my mind. I answered the question as best I thought I I could, but I I really wanted your advice. Uh, A friend of mine works for a small business up in the Seattle area. Um, and she, I think much like many people today, uh, is working from home when that was not her original intent, but her small business was able to pivot. So they've all retained their jobs, but she's working from home. And she is feeling um, quite a bit of uh, uh, mental health distress, I think. And she wasn't sure how to breach that topic with not only her her boss, with, you know, HIPAA laws and regulations and things like that. It's not a it's not something like, you know, I have breast cancer, I'm going to be going through treatment, things like this. This is definitely a different issue. Um, but she also wanted to know, you know, not only how, how should she bring this up, breach the, broach the topic to her, her boss, but also her coworkers. What should she say, if anything? Wow, this is a beefy one. <laughs> Heidi, can you share a bit about, to, to what extent you know, the friend's relationship with the boss? Is it super long standing? I mean, do they go out a lot? What's, um, what's the no, context? No, it's, it's, it's completely, completely professional. I don't know that they've like dined at one another's homes or anything like that. She's been there for, I would say, on the cusp of two years. Um, so again, not, not 10 years. She's not a, a vintage employee, if you will. Um, really enjoys her work, likes her job, um, but the, I think the stress of you know this this COVID lockdown has really gotten to her, and so she's not even sure, you know, how how to broach the topic. She does know that um, the mental health space is not covered in their biz, in their um, small business healthcare policy, um, but there are free alternatives. But she just wanted to know how much should she mention to her boss and her coworkers, if anything. Yeah, this is a very personal one, and it's, um, I don't think there's a necessary, there's not, obviously, there's not a right or wrong, Um, and I think that, you know, there's, it's hard without being her in that context with those specific relationships, um, how to think about it. I guess what I would want to know from her is how, um, you know, what are you worried about? Does she have worries about sharing it and just understanding from her standpoint 
what her concerns are if this is something that she talks about. You know, mental health is, is you know, people break the arm to get a cast. It's not a big deal. We talk yeah. about it. Lots of times people just aren't as comfortable and don't have the experience in, in talking about mental health. So I think we should be talking more about mental health. That said, not everyone uh, is equipped or would necessarily welcome that as much. And that can cause, um, you know, people having a certain stigma. I'm not saying that's right, mm-hmm. but I think that is the reality. And so I think it's... Um, understanding the situation and if you will managing the downside um, I would like to assume positive intent and say that someone would want to support an employee and would want to um, learn more okay but mm-hmm. I also know mm-hmm. that could be a naive view Heidi so I don't want to, <laughs> to, to coach someone to say go for it be, be fully self-expressed spill your sure. guts and not have it go well so I, I do think that there's a bit of um pulsing that might happen and I think having conversations with people about mental health experience I would say almost virtually everyone I know has a family if it wasn't their own self family member where it's there's a lot of sensitivity for it because it is something that's not just take a pill and you're better necessarily so it's it is something folks families have had experience with so you may find more compassion in her boss and workplace than she thinks. You know, I think labeling it is mental health. I just think the ability to, to sit down with a boss and say, you know, can we do a checkpoint and just check in and say, you know, one of the things I, I value about working here is X, Y, Z. You know, I, I enjoy you. And I also want to be able to be really open and honest with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and start to have her feel how it goes with the boss. And I'd love to share, you know, this COVID thing has been a bit stressful for me. Let's not label it as a mental health thing. Um, And here's some things that I'm struggling a bit with. And get into a conversation and see how that goes as a first step. And I think for her saying, what do you want to have out of that first step? Just, you know, an ability to talk about it. And maybe there's an ask. Does she have an ask as in, you know, I'd, I'd like to take a little time off. I, if I could change my hours a little bit, what, what is it that would help her right now and, mm-hmm. and, and use that as a trial balloon, I guess I would say, Heidi, to, to kind of ease into it, right? Because then she's getting direct and immediate impact from the boss. Um, and I would not be surprised that there's a lot of compassion there that the boss is having their, their issues with the with this whole COVID thing. I mean, everybody has, <laughs> has been impacted, right? Um, sure. And see where that lands. So let me just pause there. How's that? That's wonderful. And it just, it, I like the pulsing idea. I think that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Let's talk to the coworker thing because I think that that's, um, that is also, a, it's a separate, you know, it's a whole set of relationships. And, you know, I, again, people may have some biases about, mental health right so that's one thing and then two for coworkers that are very self-interested there's this sense of wow you know this other employee may not be holding their weight and I think that that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so I so again I don't I am not advocating that there's a good or better right or wrong I think that again the ability to be transparent with teammates and say hey we're in this together we're let's say we're sharing work we're you know we're relying on each other um, can we have a chat about how is it going? I want to be able to help you. Um, and then having the quid pro quo of getting help from the colleagues. Again, that's a way to just at least engage in some conversation about how we're working, how the workload is going, to get mm-hmm. a sense for where people are. Um, and so that's one, that's, that's one way. I wouldn't be surprised that the mental health thing is, is, is more of a topic that she's finding. And then you might say, look at, you know, I, I, I chatted with stuff. Could we just have a big a talk conversation about this? Even if it's, <laughs> even if it's a bit cathartic, cause we can't necessarily change the work that we're the world that we're in, but just having the ability for people to know that all of us can talk about this with each other can be right. a huge release valve. Right. And, right. and I w- would want your friend to feel like, She's doing this not just in service to herself, but she's also doing this um, in service to 
you know, those around her and her organization and, and really right. broadly all of us. Right. We'll she there. might not be alone and that would be valuable, I think. Yeah, that would be hugely yeah. valuable. Now, you obviously are a very supportive friend and I'm wondering, <laughs> Heidi, how would you share with listeners your own experience and um, how you've navigated have you asked for help? Have you needed help? Because I think this is a topic that I appreciate you sharing openly because I think a lot of folks maybe aren't quite sure how to do so. Sure. Um, I, I, I'm in a, a wildly wonderful environment and that I have um, employers who check in. I don't even think regularly is an appropriate word. There's, there's, there's constant flow from the top of, of compassion and outreach. How are you? How's your family? You know, because it, it, there's a there's a myriad of us who are not just doing this alone, right? Like at this point in at this moment exactly, I have five different rooms utilized for people going to school, and you know, there's there's meetings happening at this very moment. So my entire my entire world has been turned upside down, much like any, everyone else's. But I have had incredible support. Um, but I acknowledge, I think, because I'm because I'm in such a unique position, there have been people that have come to me to say, you know, I, I don't have that situation like you do. What, what should I do? Um, but I have found just a simple question, just the, my boss asking me, Hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> that, that, that really is impactful. You know, I, I'll sit back and say, wow, you know, thanks for asking, you know, or just a little check in. It didn't, you know, it didn't cost anything. It only took a few minutes and I was able to, you know, kind of expunge what I was concerned about, or if if not, what I was celebrating. You know, just little tiny wins um, shared amongst people that you trust is is wonderful. So I found that to be very beneficial, um, and I've been able to impart that. You know, on, on on friends of mine who are in fact small business owners. You know, will come to me and say, "What well, you have any idea of what I what I can say to my employees to encourage them, or should we gift them? What should we do? What can we do to help?" So it's. It's a, it's a challenging time, I think, for all of us, but, but those who have navigated this have done so beautifully and should write books about it so that other people know how to follow suit. Don't you agree? Yeah, I appreciate you raising this about um, how caring your uh, leadership is and that it is something that absolutely we can do all over the place at any level and how meaningful it is when someone stops and asks you, how are you doing? Right. <laughs> and, so and crucial. It's so crucial. And to listen and hear how they're doing. And I think from that, a lot of the you know, f- folks I've worked with, they, they don't have maybe the relationship with their, their coworkers or their bosses that they're like. And you know, this is the, the dirty little secret. It's these kinds of conversations that help you to get to know your colleagues. And You're so right. the, the, the ability to really be genuinely interested, you know, and I get it because it can feel like, oh, we're just shooting the breeze here. You know, at, if there's anything we've learned over the past, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 months, it's that, you know, it's the people part really matters. Um, sure. And, you know, I... I, I I am hopeful that we're past the days where the boss is like, well, you know, we're getting the same amount of work done we did before COVID or we're going to go back to that. Like, folk, it's a new world. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I love the energy that you exude about, you know, owning it. And I just think that's, that's something I want to just encourage all listeners out there, whether you, are, whether you own the company, whether you, you work part-time at the company, um, your ability to come in, Feeling like you're contributing as an owner is such a powerful way of being. Um, okay, Heidi, do you have any top takeaway from our chat? I, I, I'm so grateful for you calling in. I think I think that I, I love the idea of pulsing much, kind of the continuing the thread of what we were just discussing. Just little check-ins, just a little bit, because it's not, as you said, not just about yourself, but you might be able to then glean something from that and help someone else pass it down the line. You know, as yeah as we all can. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. You are an inspiration. I appreciate you more than you know. Um, thank you for calling in, and I, I uh, thank you for being part of the solution. You take good care. Ah, such a bright light. Okay, this topic of self-care, I'm really 
um, um, encouraging folks to take time for you. Um, I want to give a shout out to Second Wind Health in Rhode Island. It's a yoga company and I love my new yoga mat and strap and I am practicing probably four or five times a week and it is absolutely contributing to a level of groundedness um, and happiness. So I just hope folks are finding whatever it is that helps you uh, get in your Zen state. And my thought for the week is actually two questions. What change do you want to see in the world? What's one thing you can do to be that change? Doesn't need to be big. A seemingly small step can be a big driver for positive change in our world. And that's a wrap. My heartfelt thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.